Hey, listen, welcome to the Halos and Games cast. This is episode 69. I think I may have said last week the episode was 69, but uh, this is episode you 69. Did. <laughs> okay, because I'm glad because I was like, Rob isn't here for me to make a bad joke, <laughs> and Jeff will not appreciate it. So yeah. <laughs> glad we're on the right episode now. Exactly. We're, we're good to go now. So uh, here on episode 69, we got a fun show. Rob is back. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit more about video game trailers, what makes a good video game trailer, um, and some of our favorite trailers that we've seen before. And then uh, we're going to be reviewing um, three different Nintendo Switch um, indie games that have come out in the last month as well. And so if you're a Nintendo Switch owner looking for some um, game recommendations for some smaller games that are not named Mario Odyssey, uh, we may have uh, be able to help you out. So, um, Rob, um, I'm glad you're here. You didn't get a chance to talk last week about The Last of Us 2 trailer. I know you said, <laughs> I know you're a big fan of The Last of Us, and so we're, I'm excited to talk to you more about video game trailers in our uh, second segment today. But did yeah. you have any um, news stories that you wanted to start us off uh, with today? So um, PlayStation Plus has kind of been busy the last few, last week, last week. So we have uh, our PS Plus games were announced for November, which is always good. They but... are actually out today, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I believe today's the first they're... day that they're out. So they're um, terrible again. They're not. Well, great. I mean, Worms <laughs> Battlegrounds is an okay game, but it's not like it's not like the type of game that we really want from PS Plus. That's like was, everyone has played Worms before, and if they wanted Worms on PlayStation, they would have bought it by now. Like. It's, well, and no also, one's gonna sit down and play Worms. <laughs> like, Worms feels like the second game you should be getting in this deal. Mm-hmm. Not is the, it not, not the second the, game. It's not the second game is actually a game called Bound, which is like an indie puzzle. It's like a dance platform. ballerina. Yeah, you like game. dance around. And it got pretty good reviews. Which it looks really isn't it kind of like gorgeous. a platformer. Yeah, it's kind of like a yeah. dancing platformer. The art okay. style looks pretty cool, but um, I don't know. I I. I mean, I like platformers, but I don't... It looks more like uh, another game that's trying to emulate the Abzu or Journey type of artistic platforming type game. But I don't know how good it is, so... It got some... It got it really got good like reviews. Seven, so overall, it got decent, decent overall, it's not really a huge one. And if you, you look on the in... other side with Xbox with Gold, I mean, we got Trackmania Turbo, Tales from the Borderlands... And those are great games. I mean, Trackmania is okay, but Tales from the Borderlands is an awesome game. So having that as a free game of gold is cool. I feel like this month, um, neither really won. Yeah. To yeah. be fair, uh, PlayStation has had some really great games last couple of months. So it so, kind of makes sense that so. they're due for a less exciting month. And also, Tales from the Borderlands has been free on PS Plus before. Yeah, that was yep. so earlier. It was free, I think, summer. like a year ago or earlier yep. this year or something like that. So, yeah. So. I'm That's just why waiting for really a good fair. PS Plus game to come out that I want to play because they've had some bigger titles come out in the last couple of months, but I've already owned all of them, like Metal Gear Solid, Infamous, and stuff. Those are yeah. great, fun, open-world games, but uh, I've already played all of them, so I'm yeah. kind of bummed out again. Yeah, But uh, I see you wrote down something here in our show notes about getting PlayStation Plus trophies, or there's some type of new thing going on there. Uh, please so- explain, because I'm a big trophy guy. I love hunting for trophies <laughs> and achievements. So I'm, I'm one of these type of guys. I love playing PlayStation games, but I always find after playing, you know, 30 hours in a game, I look at my trophies and realize I've only gotten five <laughs> out of 40. So That's <laughs> apparently I just don't do the Especially things that RPG. get you trophies. Yeah. Um, but what Sony is going to be doing here, it's not out yet. They're not sure exactly when it'll come out. It sounds like it'll come out probably early next year. Okay. Um, but what they want to do is they're setting up so that your trophies can be traded in for points. And after you get a certain amount of points, you can use those points to get discounts on PlayStation's store. So wait, you're saying like if I have a bunch of trophies and I've reached, you mm-hmm. know, I've got, I have over 2,000 trophies on PlayStation, I can cash those in for something like, 2000 credits actually translates to 20 dollars to buy like a playstation network game is that yeah yeah pretty idea? much I mean, but I, I have it's a smaller uh it's a smaller number yeah. so nathan uh were you gonna say the numbers uh no you can say the numbers and then i have a caveat okay. 
Okay, so the silver trophies, you have to get 100 silver trophies to get 100 points. Mm-hmm. Um, 25 gold is 250 points, and 10 platinum will get you 1,000 points. In uh-huh. order to get a discount, you need to turn in 1,000 points, and it'll get you a $10 discount voucher on yes. PlayStation Network. So also, it's 1,000 points for $10. So I have at least $10 coming my way. <laughs> I know that. Least... Okay, Jeff, I'm going to burst your bubble here right here. Uh-oh. It doesn't. It's not backwards compatible. So it's only after the service launches. Any, Wait, any trophy you earn after the service launches, you can earn points on. Any trophy that you already have, you can't earn points What's on. What's the point then? I've been collecting <laughs> all these trophies, and some it's going to give me a reward, but it's not going to give me a reward like that doesn't it, it'll make sense. only give you a reward after the service launches so wait to play every playstation game until at least january oh my god that is absolutely terrible yeah it's pretty bad what why even announce it if, if that's that's the thinking like i, I, don't, I don't even understand why would yeah if that's the thinking i feel like you should just put it out as an update and be like oh hey by the way yeah from, from now, now on, on <laughs> all of your trophies will you can earn points uh, that, on that. That is so disappointing. Yeah. So all this time I spent getting Platinums is, in a way, worthless. <laughs> it's worth well, as much as it was before. Exactly. I, so, I'm not one to complain, I guess. I it like is kind of disappointing. Trophies, but. but, I mean, it's disappointing that we don't have you know all the trophies that we've already gotten. But, I mean, all the trophies that I apparently haven't gotten. Um, that we can't well, use those. But I think one of the things that will be really good about this is that we can you know you put in a hundred hours into that rpg on ps4 and then you go well there's a dlc out for it and it's 15 bucks and i have a 10 dollar voucher because i got you know a million trophies off this mm-hmm. game you know and so i think there's a little bit of that kind of give and take like you can use it for dlcs and stuff like that which will be really good in the future i feel um, i don't think i will ever get a thousand points like the I feel like the buyback system, it's not, like, 10 platinum trophies, so that's 10 completely getting all the trophies in every game yep. is worth $10. So maybe if you bought, like, 10 of those crappy, like, I Am Mayo games <laughs> that are, like, a dollar. Riptide and... GP Moto 2 that took me about five hours to get the platinum. Exactly. <laughs> well, and also, if you put in a lot, there's some games that have, like, 60 or 70 trophies in them. Yeah. Uh, ranging from silver to gold. And those trade over on that will easier, so if you're, like... Well, 25 gold trophies will get you 250 points 100 silver will get you 100 points so if you really are like i'm never going to be able to get a platinum platinum trophy you could probably grind out some of the lower level ones and get get there eventually but you're right it is not necessarily this is not the uh, best way to or if you're looking for a way to earn money to buy more video games this is not the best (laughs) use of your time yeah exactly well and i also was looking a cool perk i guess but I was also looking at some of the stuff, and it's, it's part of the Sony's rewards program. They also are going to offer discount codes or points for things like signing up for trial programs. So yeah, there will yeah. be other things. As well as this $10 discount voucher, you can also use it for things like renting movies or yeah, TV shows through their network. Sure. So basically, if you're like, oh, I really want to support my Netflix slash TV binge watching through my PlayStation playing there you go but it's well, it is not a great sounds like a good crossover. idea but poor execution that's what yeah I'm not say. not great execution yep. with nothing transferring. Um, it is november 7th today which means i don't know if anyone knew but the xbox one x is now out in the wild if you uh were excited for the most powerful console ever hashtag now... beyond generations <laughs> you, you could grab one if you pre-order you get the really cool project scorpio edition which if I was getting Xbox One X, and I was thinking about it. I would definitely get the pre-order because that limited edition with the box that looks like the original black fat Xbox like looks awesome. Um, oh, I, think that's, yeah. I think it's really cool fan service that Microsoft is doing that. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, I I posted it up on Twitter earlier today and asked if anyone's getting it. And we had we had one guy reply and say, "Well, you know, I might think of it maybe in a year or two when I get a 4K <laughs> TV, but I don't have an Xbox One now, and I'm not really." in the market to get an xbox one x now so um i mean and you were kind of joking earlier with your wife nathan that like why would you pay 500 dollars to get a machine that can't play any games yeah <laughs> i was i was joking with her and she her response was oh there's no games that i want to play on xbox like any game i want to play i can already play on my ps4 and there's so few exclusives that but for those people who either really like kind of xbox and microsoft's ecosystem and stuff like that and want to keep playing there 
and they want a 4K experience, I'm sure they they're getting one. Microsoft said it was the most pre-ordered Xbox console ever, which I feel like that happens every time a new console comes out. Yeah. So <laughs> hard to yeah. judge between um, the PR speak, but. Well, and I think one of the biggest things for Xbox One right now that's really, you know, puts them up above PlayStation is that they're backwards compatible with their discs. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that is probably the biggest temptation for me looking at Xbox One is, oh, I have all these Xbox One and Xbox 360 games laying about. I could trade it in for a really better console, better running console with more memory, as well as get some of the new Xbox One games that are out there, Gears of War, Halo, those type of things. Um but that's the only thing, and that's not really worth spending five hundred bucks on a new Xbox. Yeah, well, especially to since me. the Xbox One S is you know half that price. It's like two hundred, two fifty. Yeah, like, yeah, and you, you can always if, find sales for it. Yeah, if you're not a person who's invested you know a lot of money into yeah. a giant four K TV and really want that you know nope. really nice experience, <laughs> which most gamers I'm going to say don't probably have giant four K TVs and are willing to spend this much. But well, and Microsoft out, has so said. We'll see. They want this as an option for those people who, those 10% who are really hardcore into this stuff yeah. and want this. And they're like, hey, everyone else, buy an Xbox One S. We know it's half the price, but buy whatever is right for your for your needs, which is cool. It's good to have more options, I guess. Yeah. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how well it sells um, towards the end of the year. But I'm also talking more about Microsoft. Um, they uh, talked a little bit this week about wanting to reach fans on other platforms. You know, obviously the success of Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Microsoft acquired, you know, Mojang, and they put that out on every platform. It's on PlayStation 4. It's even on 3DS and Switch now. Like, you can play Minecraft anywhere. Um, And they want to really focus on growing their Xbox Live platform more. Yeah, that's what they said in relation Mm -hmm. to this. Yeah, so people want to put more games out. they want to bring people into that. And so they didn't say anything about putting their games out. Like, Halo is not going to come to PlayStation anytime soon, I don't think. But everyone started speculating and be like... Hey, uh, what what Microsoft game do you want to come to PlayStation or to Nintendo Switch or whatever? So I think that's kind of a fun question to talk about. And Jeff, you yeah. you said you had one. Oh, so when I heard that, like this was the game that was making me think about getting an Xbox One a few years ago. And it sounds silly because it's a collection of old games, but Rare Replay, like I love those old, oh yeah, uh, Rare games. Like you know, think of the N sixty four games. Like I played the crap out of Donkey Kong sixty four and Banjo Kazooie, and I even like rebought banjo kazooie um on the 360 to 100% it again like in hd mm-hmm. and so to get a collection of all those classic rare games you know not all of them are great but to have them all there and have this really neat package mm-hmm. um on the switch on the go i think would be really really special playing banjo kazooie and banjo tooie on the switch anywhere and you know up hd um that would just be awesome i would i would buy that in a heartbeat i'd pay 40 bucks for that even and i think it's a 20 oh yeah game. Um, so Rare Replay is definitely what came came to mind for me. I would love to love to have that in other platforms. You cool. say that, and actually, I, I really agree. That would be so cool to have that one, because I was actually thinking about that the other day when we were talking about um, a 64 classic. Like, mm, yeah, yeah, Banjo yeah. and Kazooie and Tui aren't going to come to it because they're not owned by Nintendo. They're owned by Rare, who's on Microsoft Exclusive now. So that would be so cool to be able to get that on your Switch or on you know another console. Um, the one for me, I would really love to see the Halo series get multi-platformed. Like, just a giant collection of every mm-hmm. Halo game that's ever come out, yeah. come out on Master PS4. Collection? I'd, I'd pick that up. Or, like, even, <laughs> I'd love to, I mean, if it was coming out on the Switch, that would be a good reason to get a Switch also. But all the Halos on Switch, on the go, play Legendary Campaign on the airplane, <laughs> flying so somewhere. I mean, like Switch <laughs> against the wall as you die oh, over the stupid jackals. I mean, seriously, you just it would just be so great. That's a great game to go mobile with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Halo, I think, is kind of the obvious answer. Uh, I was actually thinking about this question a little bit because I entered to win an mm-hmm. Xbox One X somewhere, and I was like, oh, oh if nice. I win, what would I get? And I was like, Halo. But um, my answer, actually, I'm going to go with an unreleased game, if that's okay. Ooh, okay. Go for uh, it. But there's, there's an unreleased Xbox game? Yeah, exactly, right? It's the only <laughs> one. So... Uh, <laughs> No, the, the game that looks semi-interesting to me is uh, the Sea of Thieves game by Rare that's oh, coming out. Yeah, Rare, there we go. So it's like a kind of a cartoony pirate game where you're supposed to be going around, and it looks like it could be really fun. It's designed to be played like with a, with like yeah. three or four other people. It's like a big online experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this so if this was on my PlayStation, forward. I could play it like with you, Jeff, and some other friends I have on there. I think it could be really fun to play through and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. I was like, 
if I had an Xbox, I don't think I would get it because I wouldn't have any friends yeah, on that system. You're to, not really to play part of that ecosystem. Place. Yeah, exactly. Even like me, like I have a Microsoft service now and I've linked my gamer tag like to a little Xbox app that comes pre-installed and like every once in a while I log in there to see my old Xbox 360 account because I have like 70 plus friends on Xbox Live back when I played 360 all the time and I only have like usually two or three friends online and like they're usually watching Netflix. Like it's, it's kind of sad. Like I, most of my friends have all moved on, migrated over to the play, Sony. PlayStation. Yeah. Or just, yeah. you know, don't play anymore. So mm-hmm. that, that, that would be a problem. But anyways, we can hope, uh, we can think, um, Rob, do you have maybe one more news uh, we can talk about here before we move on to our second segment? Uh, we should probably mention BlizzCon that happened, uh, earlier this week yeah, that's that's kind of a big or deal. last week a lot of people freak you know, out about that stuff <laughs> yeah so i mean we saw a couple of really big announcements some were bigger than others uh there's a new overwatch hero hero uh mariah was revealed who i believe you guys had talked about have you guys played her yet uh no, she's she not out, out only till, the PC. she's not out yeah, yet she's yeah. not out for the full game yet so she'll be out yeah, probably okay. in, like december or something yeah a couple weeks yeah uh hearthstone yeah, has a new expansion cool. Uh, if you're interested in Hearthstone, actually go check out Anthony Shelton Media. He has a whole Hearthstone, Hearthstone. podcast that he the does. Hearthstone, and he's, baby. And he spent some time talking about this. So if you guys are really interested in hearing more about that, go check that out. There's a little advertisement for our channel host. Yeah, you guys don't um, want to hear us talk about Hearthstone. Like, we'll sound like bad yeah, idiots. We... Like, go listen to his show <laughs> because, like, he, he knows his stuff. Like, he'll... He'll yeah, explain absolutely. it to you, and you, you can totally get some good tips if you listen to that. Yes, <laughs> Sorry we can't provide absolutely. that here. But, uh, and, but yeah, um, anything else uh, interesting come out of BlizzCon? I know there was a uh, a Reinhardt uh, cinematic there was uh, a cool, that came out. There Reinhardt. Was Reinhardt. I, saw a, uh, I saw an article basically asking the question, when is Blizzard going to release a full-length like animation movie? Because they've made yeah. all these different shorts. They seriously have enough to do and... it. It would be so great. It would be really cool if they put everything together and made something like that. If they put everything together, yeah, and like put it together in like a movie package. Yeah, I know. I would totally go. See I would it. totally go see it. That would be awesome. Oh but, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if that's gonna happen, but I would. I would love for that. To but happen. I also look at you know the Assassin's Creed movie and all these other video game movies where they do okay, mediocre opening weekend and then they bomb after that. Like <laughs> yeah, but those are all like real live action. Life. This maybe, is like maybe it was like a fathom event. Like exactly. it was a one or two night thing. Yeah, it, it would work. Sure. But. Uh, yeah. Um, also from this, we got uh, World of Warcraft Classic servers have been announced. Oh, that did sound cool. like going, going back to where World of Warcraft was before all the expansions, and particularly before one of the biggest expansions back in like 2005 that changed everything, or 2004. Yeah. Wait, didn't World, World of Warcraft, Warcraft launch in 2005? Well, yeah, I think it launched around 2004, yeah, but think... they've done but so it, many expansions every few have, years it, that yeah, the world's it, it, hardly recognizable. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, going back to what it was originally will be cool. And then probably the biggest announcement, I think, in my mind, StarCraft Two goes free-to-play. Oh, really? Oh, really? I that. Starting I November that. 14th, StarCraft Two will be free-to-play. That's cool. And this wow. is kind of cool because uh, Blizzard actually released StarCraft One as a free download like earlier this year. So you can go onto their website and you can download StarCraft One, the original StarCraft, mm-hmm. for free with all the expansions, everything. Um, and now StarCraft Two goes free to play. It's a pretty cool move, I think, because they're making so much money on loot boxes on Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, they they have options. Maybe they're gonna release StarCraft Three. Ah, uh, maybe probably not. I, I mean, if we're going off of the timetable between one and two, we got another five or six years before that happens. <laughs> that is very true, Rob. Yeah, um, and I don't know, it's, it seemed to be seen if uh, we'll see any Blizzard games on the Switch. There's more rumors circling about Hearthstone, Hearthstone possibly coming to the Switch, obviously. That being a game that's popular on tablets and stuff. Yeah, um, I feel like it yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it would definitely That'd be an easy sense. transition over, I think, versus, like, Overwatch would be fun. I think Overwatch would make a perfect, like, Splatoon-type you know, shooter on the place or on the switch, but I don't know if that's going to happen because yeah, of the, the split online part. system. Yeah, you have the online infrastructure hurdle to go. Nintendo's, and then yeah. Also running a pretty gorgeous looking 1080p game frames, at 60 frames per second would be would tough. Hard to, yeah, because the 
the Overwatch maps are way bigger than like the Splatoon 2 maps and stuff like that. Well, and also because of the Splatoon 2 market and like the players on Splatoon 2, you're going to take away a huge portion of that audience for Overwatch. And I don't know if Nintendo's necessarily willing to be like, oh yeah, we're going to support that. So at the same time, Overwatch is one of the biggest games and it's, you know, came out a year and a half ago and it's still one of the biggest games that are getting to be played. So. I don't know. Well, we'll have to just wait and see, I guess. I, I don't think anything will happen soon, though. But um, moving into our second segment, um, in lieu of kind of talking about, you know, the Last of Us trailer that came out uh, last week, um, <clears throat> I thought we would discuss a little bit about what makes um, a good video game trailer. Obviously, there's many different tones a video game trailer can take from serious to comedy to live you know, action, live action trailers that show absolutely nothing have nothing to do with the game <laughs> trailers yeah. that are just pretty much straight <laughs> gameplay um so like what do you guys prefer like what do you guys think makes um a good video game like trailer okay i need i need a little bit of context like okay. what are we trying because i think when we're talking about video game trailers we want to say mm. what is the goal of this trailer mm. is it to like is it kind of a commercial to try and promote the game um so is it something that maybe is showing on tv or parts of it are showing on tv gotcha or is it like a game a trailer that i'm watching at e3 that's revealing the game for the first time or something like that um i was thinking more in the line of like a commercial or ad like something that is used to promote the game not not like an announcement trailer but more of a you know this is a reason why the average consumer should buy and purchase this game Okay, so that's the context. Mm. Yeah, that that's the context okay. we use for now. Because I was actually thinking the opposite. I was thinking more of the the initial release trailer or like the big hype trailer. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, well, let's let's go with the ad first, and then if we have time, maybe we can go back to yeah. the kind of initial yeah. release trailer. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with the the one that jumps out at me for off the top of my head. The Destiny Two Japanese trailer <laughs> ad trailer i don't know if you saw this but it released in japan right before destiny 2 came out and it was basically this live action trailer of this guy in like guardian armor and he was like it looked like the guy was going to shoot him and then he just starts dancing and then the entire trailer is just all of these other guardians coming in and just live action dancing yeah and it was absolutely well, nothing to do with destiny yeah, other than the fact that it had nothing to do like with destiny character. um but i think it brings an important important point is that um often trailers they need to be kind of fun, and they need to kind of mm-hmm. make you laugh and be like, oh, that looks like it could be a fun universe. I'm more intrigued. Let me go yeah. look up more about this game on my phone or something like that. Yeah, and that's really yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. point of a good trailer. Yeah, I know. That, that's for sure. I was, that I was wondering how long it would take for to get someone to mention a Japanese trailer because <laughs> most Japanese trailers are so bizarre and like crazy like that. I remember, um, just to go with the theme of Japanese trailers, uh, Nintendo, obviously being a Japanese company, has had a lot of crazy mm-hmm. Japanese ads. <laughs> oh, gosh. And they had yeah. one for... Uh, in the DS era when Mario Kart DS first came out. And it was basically this this uh, man um, who was playing Mario Kart DS, and the whole thing was this was the first online Nintendo game. You could play people, against race against people around the world, and he basically was racing, and he was like, oh, darn it, because he got hit by a shell. All of a sudden, it like shifts over, and there's like it shows the Eiffel Tower in the background. He's wearing like a beret, and he's like, oh, oh I got you. <laughs> and then it shifts over to like another country, and he's like dressed up like... Some guy from like Mexico or something, and he's like, oh, and then and it keeps jumping around to like this same guy just dressed up in other outfits and doing corny accents, talking about how good he is in like Mario Kart. And so, like, just like the fact that you know that didn't really show much of the game, like, you don't need to really sell uh-huh. Mario Kart by showing gameplay, but it was just showing, well, you can play this game it's online. And feature it's feature of the of Mario Kart. Well, and that, that brings out Mario Kart that brings online. out another. Sorry, Nathan, go ahead. No, go, no, go ahead, well, just, that, was, That's all I was saying. It was, like, so really funny, okay. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Just, like, well, the Destiny one. That brings out another point, because, like, if you're looking at trailers, there's the trailers for the games that we've never seen before. There's the trailers for, you know, games that were like, okay, we don't know anything about this game. We've never heard of this game before, and here we are watching a TV spot for this game going, okay, that seems really interesting. It perks my interest. Think of, like, the original Gears of War cinematic trailer. I think a lot of these are mostly cinematic or live mm-hmm. action. They don't showcase a lot of gameplay. Yeah. But, like... Mario Kart. That's a great example, Jeff, because what it says, what you're doing, you're saying that they don't have to show the game. We know what Mario Kart's about. Mm-hmm. They don't have to show what's being in the game. They just need to say, hey, guys, guess what? We're making another one. Yeah. I mean, like, how <laughs> many how many people across the world and you can curse at an Italian yeah. guy who's better at Mario Kart than you? Like, how many E3 trailers have we watched, or, like, Paris, or, or, like, BlizzCon, or, like, any other, like, world, you know, 
event where they're showcasing some trailer where literally there's like just black screen maybe there's a voice and then at the end of this little black screen with the voice they show the title of the game like beyond good and evil 2 yeah. and like we're all like we're already hooked on like there's nothing in it it's just a black screen with just like three seconds of talking Oh, I think and in the then Metroid they showed Prime the name. trailer, right? Oh, when they gosh. Yeah, yeah. It was Tender Direct. It was pretty much just a logo. Literally just the logo, mind. and everyone was like, right? oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, especially like in today's or... day and age when, you know, everything seems like it gets announced as soon, almost as soon as it's being worked on. Well, social media, like, yeah, is, is because every, reason for that. Yeah, and they're like, well, we'll talk about it because either it's going to leak in any ways or it's already leaked, so we now we have to announce it. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, they just want to get out in front of things. So um, <clears throat> so what is, like, a really good video game trailer that you guys saw? Um, I know, Rob, you mentioned Gears of War. The thing I loved about those series, um, to kind of start a conversation here, is that all three of those games, or I guess there's four now, or five, but Gears 1, 2, and 3 for the Xbox 360, I, I liked the, I played those games a lot when they originally came out, and those ads were always kind of the opposite of what Gears was. You know, Gears is this very gritty, you know, mature, macho you know, man, rock and roll, macho man, bro shooting game with lots of violence and chainsaws, right? And then all three of those trailers that they used to promote that game were like very kind of soft-spoken gentle kind of like well and like what was the first what was the first gears of war trailer it's the hello darkness my old friend like the song that every meme plays now mad world mad world mad world yeah yeah and it basically played the james blunt i think it was it was like a soft piano version and it just showed the destroyed world and that's gone down as one of the greatest you know video game trailers one of the most famous ever yeah Yeah. and they did follow a similar tone for two and three they played these kind of very slow, like, peaceful um, songs mm. and just kind of showed characters' faces and the emotions rather than, oh, I'm hacking slashing through aliens or whatever. Yeah. Um, when we saw that transition over into some of the other video games, like Halo 3, that's that's when I was thinking a little bit about oh, in the context. Because you, like, you mentioned the ad and, like, the, the Believe one where they have, like, it's all, like, the toys, the basically. Right? Yeah. Like, the miniatures all set up and, like slowly moving and like the soft music playing and then you know just explosions and guns and everything you're just like yeah well when there's that contrast where you know halo and gears are very high paid fast paced high action action oriented games yeah yeah. shooting games then when it takes this time to slow down take a breath and kind of just you know change change the tone of the trailer it gets people's attention i think yeah exactly yeah um so. one actually i wanted to shout out it's a little bit off track but the assassin's creed 3 trailer oh uh, my God. the initial i think it was the initial reveal trailer basically just showed this like bald eagle and there were all these rumors i was going to go to america and the game didn't end up turning out to be that good but it, like oh. it showed this bald eagle and then it um, to represent America, the and then it like kind of dives down, <laughs> and it shows you're fighting in the Revolutionary War, and I think it shows George Washington and all this stuff. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're gonna get to go fight in the. Um, and for me, like as a history person, that was really really exciting, especially for a yeah. cool moment of history. So even though the game didn't end up actually being that good, the kind of yeah. reveal trailer was really exciting. Well, and I'd get that shout out to most of the Assassin's Creed video game trailers. Like, you know, even all the way back to Assassin's Creed 1, they had that trailer of the, you know, you run up and you take out the guys on the gallows and then you they're chasing, the guards are all chasing you. And then you, like, run to the church and all these monks come out and you, like, he just turns and gives a sly smile and then disappears into all the monks. I remember that was our first interaction with Assassin's Creed is here's this guy who just assassinated these people and then runs and just disappears. And you're like, I, and he's still what? Doing the same thing I get 10 to years do later. that? <laughs> and like, um, I think a lot of the Assassin's Creed games have kind of had that same, you know, advertisement style of the cinematic. Yeah. They've had very you know, high production value trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's just Ubisoft in general, but yeah. So one one more example I wanted to give of, you know, kind of that contrast between the actual gameplay and what the trailer is showing is probably what may be my favorite video game ad still to this day for just how cool it was at the time um, was the original kind of Dead Island uh, trailer. Oh, uh, yeah. Which that was, you know, a zombie open world game. And it did the whole, you know, slow, emotional um pace of the video but the whole video basically played in reverse 
So it started with like a girl, I think, on the floor, and she went flying back up in through the room because she got tossed out of a window, mm-hmm. and then there's this whole zombie fight, and it does the whole, plays through the whole thing in reverse. So it's just kind of this really trippy, like, whoa, I want to watch it again because that was so cool. It just went totally backwards, and um, it totally caught everyone's attention. I think that's the reason that first game sold super well. emotional. Yeah, and it, and I think that's a really big reason why the game sold well, and the sequels didn't sell as good because. I don't know. I mean, the final game wasn't as good as that trailer and stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, people like me, I bought that first game based pretty much off of that trailer. Um, and I think that got people's attention. So, um, yeah. is there any trailer on the flip side that you guys have seen that have totally turned you off of a game? Just like a really bad video game trailer or ad that you've seen and you're like, well, I was interested until I saw that. <laughs> I think a examples. lot of the bad ones that I could think of, you know, like when we're thinking of some of these good ones are these really incredible cinematics or like showcasing this really cool live action version of the story. Mm-hmm. And kind of on the far opposite of that are the ones where it's like old school 90s advertisements. Do you guys remember these when they would advertise like they would always play on like the cartoons or the kids TV shows mm-hmm. and they would just like pause and like Sonic go fast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like this little kid like wow. a whole, whole nother world of, it, of its own. <laughs> like, like those type of commercials just in the day. And then there's some video games who try and emulate some of that feel today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not using little the kids. There was but... a, uh, I think the what was the Mega Man game that was supposed yeah. to be Mega Man that failed a couple of years ago. Oh, the uh, yeah. Oh, I remember there was, that. That was like yeah. they had a trailer for that, and it just the game looked terrible, the... and it already had bad precedent. It just basically made that game fail. Yeah, 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 yeah. The game with Beck, was... some, something. What nine. was the name of it? Oh, uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. Mighty Number no. Nine. Yeah, yeah. The, the failed <clears> Kickstarter <throat> game. Yeah, there is that terrible chair that tried to go for that old school vibe it's garbage it, well it's like, like i mean you watch some of those chairs now you maybe thought they were cool back then but they're so bad now like yeah they the, the mortal Kombat trailer just a bunch of people running through the city just going mortal Kombat, mortal Kombat. it's like what like that was supposed to make me excited back then like i don't understand yeah the yeah, exactly. uh, I, I have to give a shout out to the crash bandicoot trailer where he like used to go or ad where he would like go outside of nintendo's headquarters and like, <laughs> yeah. didn't remember what he was doing like he got thrown out of nintendo's headquarters yeah or he was like trying like to blow up the headquarters or something yeah <laughs> like sabotage nintendo or it something was like absolutely hilarious <laughs> yeah no, i don't i don't i don't think i ever even played crash bandicoot so i can't say speculate on the game but the trailer was a plus, yeah. plus. well the back in the 90s they literally like marketed against it like it was a bloodbath yeah it was like oh, yeah. ads but for video games yeah print and like tv ads were like straight up attacking other systems and companies mm-hmm. which is crazy you don't see that anymore <laughs> there's uh, some video game trailers i think just kind of along the same line with like worst video game trailer where like they showcase certain aspects like overly sexify something or overly you know even you guys were talking last week on the episode about how last of us part two the trailer's super violent and so to a certain extent that turns you guys off a little bit to the game because you're like wait wow oh my goodness (laughs) it's setting a very dark tone i'm like i don't it's just a super dark tone if that's what they're advertising what's what are they hiding (laughs) exactly and i mean you know that's kind of one of those Okay, so if this is the trailer, normally you put the trailer out and it's the best part, it gets worse from here. Yeah. Um, I mean, or like, you know, some of the Grand Theft Auto style games have really showcased the the violence and the crime and kind of sex as as a way to advertise their games. And that's kind of almost always a turn off, even if the game's a decent game. Yeah. I think I you... think we've gotten better though in the last few years. I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen as much of that. So I, th- yeah, I think there's the not as much like juvenile medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not as much the... juvenile. Yeah, I mean, even just look at the Nintendo Switch ads. How good that initial kind of launch video when they first revealed what the NX was. Where you know, sure it was a little corny and cheesy. People pl- bringing their Nintendo Switch to rooftop parties and stuff like that. But like, totally got the idea of the system across. Got people yes. excited. Yeah. Like. Yes, people are not going to stop playing real-life basketball to play a game of 2K on a tiny screen. But, you know, it got the idea of the system across and I think sold the concept really well. People were ready to pre-order right after they saw that video. Yeah. While you look back at, like, the Nintendo Wii U commercials where it was, like, a bunch of people sitting in a room 
playing Mario and nothing really happening. <laughs> like we don't really understand yeah. what's going on with the you know the two controllers and stuff. So um, I think commercials as a whole are still are still growing and becoming better for yeah. systems and games alike. So um, cool. So our third segment of today's show, um, as promised, we are going to be bringing you some more Nintendo Switch um, indie reviews. Um, Nathan is reviewing a game right now as well. Uh, we'll be talking Secret about that. Secret game. Can't, yes. Can't comment on it yet. But we'll be talking about that in a week or two. Excited to check um, it out. Yeah, definitely look forward to that. And so um, the three games um, that we're talking about today is Splasher, um, which is a $15 platforming game. Night Terrors, which I believe is only $3. Um, and that is kind of an endless that is a That's actually a really cool game. I got a chance to play that on your Switch, and it was neat. Yeah. Um, and then last that's one a really Judge. good price also. Is yeah. it Judge price or Jidge? Well, it's spelt like Jidge, <laughs> like J-Y-D-G-E. Uh-huh. Um, but I think it's supposed to be kind of like a play on words for like like uh, Judge Dredd or something like a RoboCop type character okay. just to make it unique. They put a Y and like that goes through the entire game. Like they put Y's everywhere where it sh- there should not be a Y <laughs> to like make spellings of words really weird. I, I like was... how in the nineties there was Z's on everything yeah, instead yeah, of yeah, S's. Yeah. It's you yep. know, good for them, but I was trying to look up this game on Google and I kept putting in Jidge and like Google couldn't <laughs> find anything. It was like Judge something i had the same problem i kept auto correcting to judge the correct spelling and i had yeah. to keep like no i meant to type it this way and then it finally was able to find a screenshot that I was able to you know tweet out uh on the twitter <laughs> um but anyways i'll go and start talking with, with judge i guess um and it's a very kind of i'm not gonna say bare bones but very kind of simplistic uh twin stick shooter where you're moving your character. It's kind of a top-down perspective. Okay. Um, and you're sh- aiming your gun with the right <laughs> stick and shooting with the right trigger. And so pretty much you have these kind of small um, complexes or buildings. So there's, you know, all these different hallways and doors. And you basically have a certain mission for each one. It's usually find a certain enemy, kill them, and then you have to go back to the beginning into your car and the mission ends. Um, but really where this game puts a lot of its... I would, I would say fun and effort into is really the um, unlockables and kind of upgrading your character. Um, like the first level took me a, way longer to beat than I thought it would. It took me like, I want to say over 10 or 15 tries to beat the first level just because it was a stupid hostage mission. Or you, no, that's yeah, not a good You had to go save like three hostages in the very first level of the game. And so, you know, you walk into the first room and then there's like three bad guys who start shooting you. And if you or any of the bad guys accidentally shoot the hostages that are standing in between you, then they die instantly. You have to restart the whole level. And so, like, starting the game off with a hostage level, bad. No developer should ever do that. (laughs) That got me very disappointed when I started the game. But um, after I got through that, I I was able to enjoy it a little bit more because pretty much um, every level has three objectives. One is usually just, you know, defeat a certain boss enemy at the end. And then there's usually another one that's like open every single treasure chest. You have to find all these chests. And the third one may be, you know, play without getting spotted, beat the level without getting spotted, beat it without getting hit, uh, beat it with um, under 30 seconds. Okay. And so it kind of encourages replayability. You're going back through levels, trying to unlock more medals. Um, and then you unlock a harder difficulty for each level as well. So you can replay it um, on a harder difficulty to get more medals. And every time you play, you're getting these medals and you're getting gold that you're using to upgrade and unlock things on your character. So, oh, I have 15 medals now. I can now unlock the shotgun or the laser gun or the oh, you know, okay. pulse okay. rifle. Are there um are there are the levels are can you play them differently? Like, is there is there kind of only one way to play the level, or can you kind of choose like? different ways to play through the level like for example the hostages and one i was like oh do you have to kind of try and sneak around so that you surprise yeah. them and stuff like that the, there's there a little bit of that? variety you okay. there are like different doors and kind of paths you can go um ultimately i didn't experiment a ton with the right way i just kind of went one way i'm like well i've started to go this way i'm just kind of figure it out <laughs> going mm-hmm. you know to the north and then sweeping my way down to the south of the building but okay. kind of more linear in feel yeah in a little bit i mean there was a little bit more exploration but depending on what your objective is i think that kind of is how you play yeah if you're trying to beat it without getting hit you're gonna play a lot more defensively and careful than if you're just trying to you know find a treasure chest at the end and so um but yeah i i've put about two hours into the game okay um i mean honestly i don't think i'm gonna play it a ton more after this and so i mean that should probably tell you what i think about the game i think it's um I believe it's a $15 game on the eShop. And so yeah. 
Um, definitely a little bit pricier than I would want. Um, I might recommend it if it was five, ten dollar range. Um, but it's made by the same people who did Neon Chrome, which is a similar kind of twin stick shooter. Neon Chrome is more of the roguelike elements. Every time you die, you start over as a new character yeah. and not as much carries yeah. over. It is nice that you continually upgrade and pretty much every time you finish a level, you're unlocking new perks, new weapons, new special weapons, more slots. And there's over probably 30, 40 perks, 30, 40 weapons, 30, 40 special weapons. Like there's a ton of um, unlockables and customization. So I'm sure once you get through the first five hours of the game, you're probably just like this awesome overpowered like soldier who just you know wiped through most of the earlier levels but yeah um, uh, is there a multiplayer on it no no multiplayer it's it's a totally okay. single player experience the because there's multiplayer on the i was just looking at the steam version they have a mm-hmm. co-op a local oh, really? shared screen local co-op so i was just curious if they had that for the switch as well <sighs> maybe there, i I didn't. I didn't see anything about multiplayer, so I, I could be wrong there. But uh, I don't think this would be a game I'd want to play multiplayer. So, okay. is the art style like three D? Is it? Yeah, sprite it's three D. It's, it's not sprite based, um, so it's kind of low, low texture three D models. Okay, you're kind of zoomed out, so you know it doesn't really you can't matter. See anything too yeah, how, no how detailed detail. it is. Yeah, um, music. There's a lot of different random music. It's basically kind of like free hip-hop techno kind of infused tracks that you find on the internet maybe so nothing super special um it does rotate the songs though which i did appreciate so like if you're replaying a level five times it there's oh, like that's good there's probably 15 20 different songs yeah. in the game it rotates through um and load times are super quick which is great and nice. it plays well on portable mode but um mm. yeah if you're looking for a twin stick shooter and you really like them maybe give it a shot um also check out um neon chrome if you like roguelike elements more rather than you know level design but is the on and if you're switch? a judge it is on fan. switch that came okay. out about the same time um, oh okay this cool. last month as well so yeah um yeah it's it's, it's an okay game um right. that's that's what i think but. such as the business of doing game reviews so yeah you know. <laughs> um so night terrors is awesome it's a three dollar game and it's i have more fun playing this than i did with judge <laughs> yeah um there's not as much to unlock or anything but um pretty much it's your endless runner, your character is always moving towards the right. Um, and there's pits you need to jump through. There's moving like poles and obstacles that you have to kind of flappy bird your way through where yeah. you have to keep jumping. You kind of just tap the button, you go higher or lower based on that. Yeah. And so there's only two buttons. Like it's very simplistic. You have a jump button and you have an attack button. And so you can jump multiple times like Kirby or Meta Knight or something. So you keep kind of flapping. And so while you're kind of jumping to get over obstacles, you're also getting different enemies that are coming towards you that you're hitting with your sword. And the cool thing about this game is it encourages you to basically go for high scores. This is totally like a quick arcadey. Uh, how many points can I get on this run? Um, like almost a quarter fed type arcade game without the quarters. Yeah. And the way that the point system works is neat because it encourages basically combos and streaks. And so if mm. I destroy an enemy, I get a hundred points. If I destroy another enemy without taking any damage or letting an enemy escape, I get 200, then 300, then 400. So it keeps and building it, your Yeah, it builds up meter. every time. It multiplies it, you know, by 100. And so if I've killed 50 enemies in a row um, in the endless mode, I'm going to get 50 times 10. So I'm going to get 5,000 points, you know, each person I hit. Yeah. And so um, that is really cool. And then you can also find power-ups like boomerangs, which I think it calls a boomerang like a throwing stick. And like <laughs> it has all these weird names for like all the weapons you find, which is pretty funny. But if you have like a boomerang or something, you keep that boomerang until you get hit. And so you could have a boomerang and you could also find maybe these daggers. You could find like a, a giant mace and you could have like three of these weapons all going at once. If you haven't gotten a hit, which really also encourages you, you know, to, try to get that perfect streak where you're getting these massive point combos. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know you, well, you played a little bit, Nathan. Yeah. I liked it. It was cool. Um, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me about this game, this game knew exactly what it was. It's a $3 game. The art style is uh, kind of very old, like um, pixelated arcade yeah. style. Um, it's really very like late eighties kind of yeah, pixel late, art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's really easy to jump in and just play and play like a couple of rounds and be like, Oh, well, maybe I'll do one more run and try and get a little bit of a higher score. But it's mm-hmm. not a game where it's like, we were just talking about Judge and how it there's like kind of all these different unlockables and stuff there's like that. There's a lot to do there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to do there. And I'm like, I don't want to spend more than maybe like five hours in this smaller downloadable game. Yeah. Um, this game understands exactly what it is and it kind of respects your time for that. And so mm. that makes me want to play it more and be like, oh, I'll do one more run and try and play it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's easy. Like it scales really well. 
Like, yeah, I had sure. never played it before, and I jumped in. I think I got to, like, level four or five or something like that. had fun with it. It was, like, cool. Um, or if you really want to get into it, you can, um, you know, get better at kind of jumping and dodging yeah. and stuff like I that. I made it to level and 10 once. It gets really exactly. hard to see the level oh, 10. Oh, wow. Exactly. Uh, what do you, you mentioned that uh, let the enemy escape. What do you mean by that? Oh, yeah. So you're running consistently to the right. You know, so yeah. basically obstacles and enemies are coming towards you. It's auto run. Yeah, it's auto run. So you're auto automatically run. running, okay, yeah. you're just jumping and attacking. And um, basically for every segment that you go through, so once you level up once, then a new enemy type will come. And every time you level up, there's different enemies. So at first it's just these zombies that are really easy to get. Then there'll be like these crazy bats, UFOs, ghosts that appear. And enemies become more numerous and more difficult to defeat. Um, and basically... The way your run ends is if you get hit three times. Um, you can get hearts to add more, but you start with three hearts. And if you get hit three times, then you get game over. Or if three enemies escape by you. So like if you're, you know, an alien's flying and I'm down on the ground and I don't get to him in time when he flies by me and escapes, he goes, boo, like miss, miss enemy. And if I miss two more on that same level, then my run is over. Good so nice. you can't just like oh, is it dodge per enemies. Level? Yeah, it's... The, the main okay. mode is per level, which is neat. And so if I get all the way to and I go, I'm almost to level three, and boom, I hit level three, I automatically um, get my three lives reset and I get my three um, enemies missed reset. And so it's like, oh, nice. I, just, okay, I just have to cool. get a couple more guys and then you know I get the next level and then I don't have to worry about missing just one more guy. So, which um, encourages that keep going, keep going. Yeah, it, it adds to the, the pressure and the stress a little bit. And so when you do pull that off, you're like, yes, I made it. I didn't die there. It makes you feel pretty good. And there's like four or five different little modes that change up the gameplay a little bit. There's one where it's you have to be flying the whole time. There's one that gives you like a, a blade that you're shooting out. So it's almost like an old arcade scrolling shooting game. Um, and there's an endless mode that doesn't have levels. And so there's a couple different ways. There's... Um, a few unlockables, like you unlock the weapons and stuff. But uh, yeah, pretty simple game. Um, you can use touchscreen controls as well, which I found out by accident. Like <laughs> you can literally just hold the switch and like touch the left side of the screen or the right side of the screen to jump or hit. So um, if you've played any type of endless That's runner cool. game on on mobile or something, like you you would love this game. Um, the pixel art's really big. Um, pretty much the only negative thing I have to say about it is there's no online leaderboards, which would have been cool to see how I stack up in the world. Um, which you know makes sense. It's a three dollar game. It's only three dollars. Don't want to have it on a server. Hey, domain but, servers. So. Um, and then the biggest thing is the load time is terrible in this game. Which you'd think for a very simplistic, you know, pixel art small small game, game yeah. that only has a few enemies, it'd have fast loading times. But between runs, if you like, oh man, I died. You hit the replay button. It'll take about ten seconds to load the next one. Which I mean, ten seconds isn't long compared to some games, but. When you're just doing very quick, short runs, it takes a while to beef up these randomly generated levels. Yeah. So it can be kind of frustrating. Yeah, well, like Judge, yeah, you know, no boots up a level in like but... one second. Like I don't understand why it takes so long, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. Maybe it's something they can patch. But for three dollars, I always think this is a great investment, especially if you just want to. Um, you only have a couple bucks lying around. You can't afford, you know, a more expensive game. It's um, fun and there's a lot of replayability with trying to get, you know, the perfect high score and stuff. So cool. Um, yeah, definitely check out Night Terrors. Um, um, and it is, you know, kind of ghost, kind of scary themed. You know, it's zombies and you play. You're as, like a knight, right? You basically play like a suit of armor that's possessed by a ghost. And okay. so like, when you die, his armor crumbles because the ghost is gone and stuff. Um, so if you're like under like eight, I probably wouldn't recommend it. But, uh, you know, if you're anything over that, it's not realistic. It's pretty old school, corny yeah. graphics. So it, it's not, it looks like it. it's an arcade game. Yeah. So, so it's not, not nothing too gross or anything like that. But, uh. Just, just so you guys are aware of the art style. Um, so this last game in here is probably my my favorite game um, out of the three that we're talking <clears> about here today, and it's uh, Splasher. Um, the Splatoon knockoff? The Splatoon that's, knockoff. That's what I thought <laughs> when I first saw it, even though it's not really like Splatoon. Well, the all. fact that it Splasher sounds like Splatoon almost. Yeah. That you're a small, colorful character who's shooting paint out. Like, obviously, Splatoon comes to mind. Yeah. And this yeah. is on the Switch. Absolutely, um, but gameplay wise, it couldn't be anything like far, or it's Any very, very far different. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's two D platformer. The art style is not pixel based though. It's almost kind of like, almost like a hand drawn type look. I would almost compare it to kind of some early Cartoon Network type shows, like maybe like almost something like Dexter's Lab or Ed and Eddie, where it's kind of that. That's sim- kind of the art style. I was simplistic, at, yeah. kind of kind of weird and goofy, like 
Courage the Cowardly Dog, kind of some weird kind of looking characters and stuff like that. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's not pixel based, um, which kind of reminds me also of like Codename Kid Nez- Kids Next Door yeah, or something yeah, totally. like that, like the main characters stuff. Totally yeah. like that late 90s kind of Cartoon Network style. Um, yeah, style. yeah. Um, but the gameplay wise, it's pretty much a love child of like Super Meat Boy. Like it's yeah, a platforming game of. and it encourages you to go quickly through levels and to um, keep moving. Like it doesn't really want you to stop. Like maybe, you know, a Mario game, you may stop and kind of think about how you want to tackle an obstacle. Um, the physics are like kind of very floaty. Like when you jump, like you, you can float pretty far away and it doesn't really want you doing small precision jumps on little blocks. It's more, you're jumping over long gaps, landing on something. As soon as you land, you're jumping over another long gap. Then you're climbing up a wall, jumping onto another one. Um, You're bouncing off of things. And the whole kind of paint mechanic comes from your painting. Basically, um, if you put paint on walls, you can walk, run up the walls. And so it's a lot of kind of like wall jumping and running up walls, kind of like Super Meat Boy did. Um, if you hit it with water, you get rid of the paint, which kind of adds a little puzzly element. And then some of the developers that worked on this game were actually from the Rayman Origins, Rayman Legends team. Okay, which that makes I, so much sense. Yeah, if you see this game, you play this game, that totally makes sense because um, the thing that I've really enjoyed that has, excuse me, has made it a lot different than something that's you know very Twitch based like Super Meat Boy, where you're just doing very very short you know 15 second levels. And the levels are a few minutes long. I'd say maybe about average take me about five to ten minutes the first time i cleared a level um once you get past the first couple easy ones and there are six different hidden um little like characters that you need to find in each one similar to i forget the name what the name of the the blue guys in uh rayman that you had to find in rayman origins oh the little i don't remember i don't know yeah i know yeah yeah from uh banjo kazooie uh banjo kazooie uh yeah, so you basically have to find these six little characters, and they're normally not like hidden behind secret walls or anything, but they'll usually be about two that are in secret chambers. So you'll see a portal, you get up to the portal, jump into it, and you'll be warped to a challenge room where you have to quickly jump over all this lava and get to the guy at the end, or maybe defeat a couple different enemies, and then you get the guy at the end. Sometimes they'll be on a wall way out of the way. They have to figure, oh, well, I have to maybe paint jump up the side, then jump over here, then paint up on the ceiling, and run over and get them. And so there's kind of like these six collectibles in each world is do you have to well. get them to they're completely the optional they're optional they're, okay they're, there's a counter so after you pop out like i think i have like 70 right now out of 160 or something like that okay about halfway through the game but they're totally optional and then after you beat a level you can also push um the l button and you unlock time attack mode for each level so you can go back yeah. and that's gets rid of all the collectibles there's none of those little guys or anything else to collect it's just get through as quickly as you can and your uh, score gets uploaded to a leaderboard. Now, I don't know if no one's bought this game or if no one's just done the time trials mode, but like in the time trials, I finished one of them and I was like eighth in the world for the time trial. And there was only like 20 people that had uploaded their time, which seems really odd to me. Like I'm guessing this people game came out like a week or two ago. It right? came out about, it came out the same week as Mario. I okay. It's the 27th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's only, it hasn't been out long, but, uh, there are time trials there. There is online leaderboards, which is cool for them to put in there. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you if you like um, 2D platformers, anything like Rayman or Meat Boy, like definitely check this game out. It's um, $15. It's a lot of fun. It plays really well in handheld. I've played most of it in handheld, which has been awesome. To, uh, to throw the paint, do you have to like, can you throw the paint like as you jump or do you have to press a separate button? Yeah, it's um, so you move with the left stick and okay. then to shoot water you push y and to shoot paint you push a okay um i think there may be another type of paint you can unlock later in the game i haven't gotten there yet um because the first about hour or two of the game you don't use any paint you just use the water and there's Mm -hmm. paint that's kind of already on certain sections because there's guns throughout the level that will paint walls that you have to figure out to go up to um so yeah it's it's totally like i'm getting to the harder levels now where i'm like okay to unlock this little guy i have to quickly jump over this buzzsaw, shoot um, shoot the guy with water, and then he'll get stuck on this thing. If I hit that wall with paint, then he'll stick to the paint, and then I can get him. And so you're just pretty much pushing Y or A almost con- consistently <clears throat> to stick to things, or if you don't yeah. want to stick, to you know hit it with water. And so it's really nice. You don't have to use like a the second stick to aim it. It just is wherever you're moving, that's where you're going to be shooting cool. the paint or water. So, yeah, controls work work really well. Um, I can't really say I wonder, anything about the music or anything like that. It's I mean it's fine, but uh, 
gameplay i think is really what is what is king here and it's it's a lot of fun sweet splasher i just looked at, i just looked up a little bit of it on steam and i wonder if one of the reasons why a lot of the leaderboards haven't really put up on it yet is because it did come out in february this year for steam so it's mm. been out for a little bit on steam so gotcha. i wonder if you know some of the other indie type people might have played it already there but it sounds like it's a pretty good experience on the switch so yeah, it, highly it's a, recommend it's a it for Switch that. Game. And there's not really anything like it on the Switch. Like we don't have a no. Meat Boy game yet. We don't even have the original Meat Boy. We end up. I think Meat Boy and the End is Nigh, which is kind of the spiritual successor to Meat Boy, are both coming to Switch at some point. But we don't know when that is. Like Meat yeah. Boy Forever is coming. That's are the loading times, times really quick, like Meat Boy as well? Yeah, le- loading times are great. They're Sweet. each level loads up in less than five seconds, so um, it's about oh, what nice. you'd expect and. Like I said, you can blaze through them really quickly, or if you're like me and like to collect all the little guys along the way, that adds some extra challenge and depth and replayability to the levels. So, um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. If you're looking for a fun cool. 2D platformer, this is probably one of the best ones out there. It's not grueling difficulty like Tiny Barbarian is either. Like, <laughs> it's definitely a lot more accessible. Like, it def- definitely does get challenging, but it's pretty fair once you get a handle of the physics. It's it's uh it's a lot of fun so yeah sounds like fun yeah check out splasher if you're looking for a good platformer that is not named mario odyssey <laughs> i'll say that all right <laughs> um but yeah um kind of end the show uh rob i know you have been playing a kind of an indie game i'm not gonna say indie because everyone loves this franchise but uh tell yeah us a little true. Bit more about what you've been playing this week all right, so, I mean, we as a show, we don't spend a lot of time talking about mobile games. Um, we talked a little bit about our Mario runs and our uh, Fire Emblem Heroes and some other ones kind of in that era. But we, and Pokemon Go, obviously, but we haven't really... Yeah, Nintendo the London. end of the month. From the Nintendo nerds. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. so we'll talk, you know, Nathan will spend a lot of time talking about Animal Crossing here soon, but... Uh, one of the biggest hype TV shows on Netflix in the last few days has been Stranger Things Season 2. And so a lot of, I mean, just about everyone on my Instagram story and Twitter and everywhere else on social media has been talking about Stranger Things 2. But there was, before this show came out, this, or the second season came out, they actually, re- there was a company that they brought in to make and produce a Stranger Things mobile game. Um and so I actually got a chance. I downloaded it. It's free. And I played through the whole thing. I 100%ed the game. Wow. And so it's... So like, what, kind of, what kind of game is it, I guess? Because <clears throat> is it like Match 3 Puzzler? Is it like a text <laughs> yeah. adventure? Yeah. So, I mean, it, movie spinoff games always seem to be terrible. They seem like a cash-in. And this actually feels like a fully fleshed out game. It is top down Zelda style, yeah. Pokemon style. It's very similar in style to like the original NES Zelda, I would say. Like it's yeah, pixel yeah. art and you're kind of going through like dungeons and kind of little open areas in a very 2D world. Can you yeah, capture and ghosts of... and make them fight against each other like in Pokemon? I wish. I wish. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. um, <laughs> but Sorry. no, for most of the game, you, you have to clear a dungeon. You're looking for certain things and items and stuff in dungeons. You can collect can coins to buy upgrades. There's like key cards. There are um, Ego Waffles are the kind of the reward <laughs> for beating the bosses in the game. Um, and each dungeon has its own boss that you have to fight and there's various tactics to beat each one as well as as you go through the game you unlock characters uh, from the tv show and every character has their own special ability like you start with hopper who's the police officer and he has uh, when he's at full health he has a dash ability so when you click on an enemy and it's literally all just clicking with your finger on the screen to move and click on enemies and stuff there's no like control stick there's no like attack button and jump button all that stuff is just simply click on the enemy and you'll attack that enemy and you he'll sprint from across the room and punch the enemy as hard as he can um and you can upgrade like damage you can get unlock characters that have like slingshots you can unlock characters who have like uh, one kid, Mike, has a bike, and so he can get into... Nice. And, and so he can use his bike to get into areas that you wouldn't have been able to access before. So mm-hmm. literally the game is set up that you start the game like a Zelda game. There's a whole bunch of areas you can't go to until you it's unlock like the character. Kinda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
and you're so kind of slowly it's slowly exploring the overworld and you have to like, yeah i may have to come back here with a different character and you know see this and it totally stays true um cause i'm a pretty big fan of stranger things it totally stays true to kind of the the feel and kind of sound and atmosphere of the the show as well. The music is great. It's all that eight bit, sixteen bit style art, but the eight bit music that all sounds just like the show. The opening credit scenes in eight bit. You know, yeah. I mean, well, it's a really cool experience. Even the app icon on iOS, it's like literally like uh, old NES cartridge. Like it looks like yeah. NES cartridge, but with like a, the ST Stranger Things logo on it. And so like. The, cool. the, the homage is very, very clear what they're aiming for. Is there like a bunch of ads in this game or something like that? Or how, how are they making no ads that? in this game? The game I itself not, okay. is like an ad. So there's none, no actual yeah, okay. ads. There's okay. Okay. Netflix. So I mean, just... other than um, when you far, fire it up the first time on the main home screen or the, the splash screen, it says Stranger Things. So obviously you're like, oh yeah, it's pretty, pretty sure it's advertising Stranger Things as yeah. well as the Netflix logo is in the top corner and, it stays there when you're in the main menu um, on before you jump yeah, into. You're not getting game. like things. You're not getting your things after every level. Yeah, or anything. No trailer. Actually, if you beat the game, you can unlock a trailer for season two. Oh, cool! Oh, cool! It's yeah. pretty cool. That's um, that's, that's good to hear that you played it so much. Yeah, and I I really enjoyed it. It was easy gameplay, pretty easy to just jump right in and do wherever. That's actually why I put so much time into it is because it was like I'm sitting at work and I'm on my lunch break. I'm like, hey, I'm going to play some Stranger Things mobile. And, (laughs) you know, or I was standing in line the other day for something. I pulled it out and while I was waiting, I was playing this game. And so you can do that. It was really easy to do that. So So I would highly recommend Sorry, uh, would you recommend this to anyone who maybe hasn't seen the the show? Do you think it's still worth worth checking out, or is it something that if you like the show or have you seen the show? Um, the big thing out? is some of the characters reference things that happened in the first season, but mm-hmm. not like spoiler ways. They just mention things, um, and obviously having a familiarity with the characters might be a good idea before you get too far into the game because. Mm-hmm. The characters are all from the TV show. But the thing is, it was released as an advertisement for season two. So if you're like, well, I just kind of want to get into the Stranger Things media area. And I'm like, I'm going to watch season one. I finished season one. I don't want to start season two yet. It's a good in-between game to play. Okay, cool. And it doesn't really really add anything to the story or take anything out of the story. It's not really a story-based game. It's more of just a... Fun little exploration... Fun puzzle little exploration, puzzle-solving dungeon fighter. Yes. It's great. So, cool. check and it out. And it's free, so yeah, definitely check it out. <laughs> free is always the best game. That's awesome. Um, so, I don't know if you've been playing anything other than Mario, Nathan, but I don't really have anything to share about what I've been playing other than Mario. Yeah, I, uh, I've i been playing... I have almost beaten kind of the main campaign of Mario now. I got to it, I think, the last-ish level this morning before work, um, and... I have really been taking my time with this game. I think I have about 270 moons now. Hmm. So, and I haven't even finished it yet. So, I've just kind of been exploring every nook and cranny and just really, really enjoying all the different platforming sections and kind of different options it gives you for collecting different moons and getting yeah. to different places in the levels and stuff like yeah, that. It's so, so much fun. Like, I can't it stop is, playing this game. Yeah, the biggest thing Dude, about either. Mario is like, it's mm. just, you like, like, I start playing it and then I was like, Oh crap! I've been playing for like an hour. I need to go and get ready yeah. for work and That's stuff like that. That's happened to everyone. So played this game. Yeah, it's really fun, really easy to kind of get lost into and not realize time yeah. is going so, by. So, Johnny Ebbs last week on the show shared that he had already gotten over six hundred moons. Are yeah. either of you close to that or over I'm that? I'm close. I'm at like five eighty right now. Wow, um, okay. so I'm almost okay. almost to six hundred. Yeah, I, I'm nowhere near that. But <laughs> I I did pick up a Titanfall two over the weekend. I play and I, i'm liking it. like the campaign's really fun um okay. but like i i played the first couple levels and stuff and then after that um i like oh i'm gonna play a little bit of mario i'll go back to mario i miss mario then like a couple hours later i'm like well i guess i'm not going back to titanfall anytime soon but um <laughs> it just shows how addicting how fun mario is and you know even after i put you know over 25 hours into the game i can still go back and there's still so much to do in that game after you finish it and you know, Nathan, you're in for a treat because the last couple of boss fights are so much fun. Like they, some of the coolest boss fights in you know a 3D Mario game. Um, and then you know how much more opens up after that. Like I've been doing a lot of the speed running challenges. There's lots of challenges throughout the game that 
you can connect to online leaderboards in the game, like the jump roping challenge and the RC cars. And then um, later on in the game, you unlock kind of speedrunning challenges where it's like, all right, ready, go. And then you have to quickly race to a opposite side of the map, but it's totally up to you and how creative you are. And if, you know, you've gone on, you know, online, the internet, you can find crazy speed runs that people have been doing. And so I can go on there and say, you know, I'm, I have the 4,000th fastest time in the world for this kingdom uh, speed run. And you can check your friend scores and challenge people. And it's a really kind of short, easy, accessible way for anyone to get into speed running where you're not literally getting all 120 stars on Mario 64 in less than an hour. It's just, I'm or spending 30 zero seconds. stars to beat the game. Yeah. Well, I'm spending 30 seconds to get to this, you know, checkpoint as fast as I can. And there's so many different creative ways you can do it. Makes it um, a lot of fun to experiment with. So cool. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. It's awesome. It's, it it's is so much fun. A highly, highly recommended game. If you, if you own a switch <laughs> and or are looking at getting a switch. Yeah. If you have a switch and don't have this game, like you need to tweet me and tell me why you don't have the game. And if it's any reason other than I can't afford it right now, then you're going to be in big trouble. So, uh, <laughs> Um, but uh, so seriously, I love to have I don't a conversation. like Mario. Um, so as always, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore games. Um, we, we would love to talk to you about Mario or anything else. I know we were talking to Brad Powell a little bit about Overwatch um, on Twitter earlier today. So let us know what you're playing, um, what you'd like us to, to talk about maybe on the show. And uh, yeah, any closing words? Uh, is this song we're going to hear in honor of Sonic Forces? Oh, it is. Okay. Sonic Forces oh, may be out. And it is out now, classic right? Classic, mediocre reviews for yes. a new Sonic game. But thankfully, we still have the old Sega Genesis games with the great music. So we leave you with Brian Corburn's Lava Powerhouse from Sonic Spinball. Have a good week, everyone. See ya. Oh, dear.